Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. Wheelhouse taking the day off, had his uh, fantasy football draft tonight, uh, but we'll get together with him hopefully this weekend. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the Ray series, uh, Astros taking two out of three. We're going to give the uh, update to the standings. Uh, then I want to discuss the National League for a little bit, just give my opinions of some things about the National League I was talking about. A couple of uh, tidbits, Astros news, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Toronto series. And that'll be about it for tonight. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. You're listening to The Rob and Wheelhouse Show. All right, so let's talk about this Rays series. Beginning of the season, Astros lose three out of four. Not a good way to start. But if you know anything at all, the Astros struggle against the Rays. And they struggle even more over there. Beginning of the season, they lost three out of four. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you you should or you could possibly remember me telling you that at one point before this season, that I had only seen the Astros lose five times, and two of those five losses were to the Rays. So the Astros struggle against the Rays. And I believe both of those were on Sunday. But anyway, so this is a series that I was hoping for a sweep. Everybody hopes for a sweep, right? You never want them to lose. But I was hoping to win it. And the Rays are fighting for their playoff lives. I don't know if they're going to make it. We'll get into that later. But, so anyway, I, I want to win this series. I want to take, I guess to win it, you have to do two out of three. Are we going to sweep them? I don't know. But we have Verlander, Garrett Cole, Grinky. So there's there's a chance. There's a, a big time chance that you're going to sweep them. But we didn't. But we did win the series, and I'm okay with it. I'm happy with it. The big game, Tuesday night, CFM, Charlie Morton, back in town, uh, still very loved. I didn't get to watch, I don't even know if they showed it on TV, Uh, I know they showed a video of him, he got pretty choked up while he was warming up, but he's loved. He pitched very well for the Astros, and he was the hero 
if not just one of the heroes of Game 7. Big, big part. And also, he's very humble. Uh, they say on TV that I can't say it personally. It's, it's just listening to him when they interview him. But they say he's one of the most humble superstars ever. And they say something like he doesn't even realize that he's a superstar. That's how humble he is. But anyway, there's no way anyone expected this. I would have expected a nice, tight game. But not 15-1. to 1. Not expect Charlie Morton to only last four innings. Not expect him to give up six runs. Justin Verlander uh, picks up the win, 16th win of the year. I think he's in the lead for the Cy Young Award. The name carries him as well. He went five and a third innings, pitching beautifully. Four hits, no runs, no walks. I believe in the complete game, when he had 10 strikeouts and he ticked the loss 2-1, to one, he didn't walk anybody then. So another game with no walks. He only had four strikeouts, which is low. No home runs, apparently, or obviously, because he didn't give up any runs. But with, I think he had about 86 pitches, maybe 89 at the most, but it was in the 80s. In the sixth inning, arguing balls and strikes with the umpire, and he gets ejected. He gets taken out of a game that he's cruising along. Um, I think he thought one pitch was a strike, and it wasn't, and then the next guy hit a double, and then he started arguing, that's when he got thrown out. I really didn't notice if he was jawing with the umpire earlier, if there were some bad calls earlier that he was upset about. I'm sure it wasn't just that one call, but I know Verlander is getting close. He's getting very close to hitting that 3,000 strikeout mark this season, and that didn't help. I don't know how many more he would have gotten, but we won't know because he got thrown out. And what if that turns out to be the thing that keeps him from getting it this year? I don't know. But anyway, he still pitched great. 16 wins. Good outing for Verlander. Uh, offensively. I mean, you know the offensive stats are going to be amazing when you beat someone 15-1. to All nine starters, plus Aledmus Diaz and Jake Marisnik, who came in off the bench, got a hit. 11 Astros get hits in the game where the Astros score 15 runs. Alvarez, three for five. He had two home runs, four RBIs. Uh, his second home run, I think it was the eighth inning, somewhere around there, but it was on against a position player. They had their own version of Tyler White pitching. I think he pitched the last two innings. Uh, Toro and Brantley, I wrote this in my notes, the only two, and this isn't meant to be a negative, it's meant to show you how good they did. So 11 Astros, all 11, got hits. 
And nine out of the 11, so I guess I could word it that way, uh, Toro and Brantley, the only two out of the 11 that didn't get an RBI. They did get hits, but they didn't get an RBI. That's how nine out of 11 get an RBI. Uh, Reddick, who was struggling. Uh, Reddick, who myself, for one, is on the fence whether or not well, I can't say that I want to take him out. I'm t- so we talked about Reddick the other day, and I said that based on his play, that there's a chance, there's a chance that if Kyle Tucker kicks butt in September, which uh, I believe, if you remember me telling you that someone interviews Luno every Wednesday, and I didn't hear it, but I saw someone post it on Twitter. But it's official that they're going to call Kyle Tucker up on September 2nd. And I don't know when that is. I think it's Monday, maybe Monday. And so he's coming. And he said he could make the playoffs. Anyone that they call up in September has a chance to make the playoffs. So what I was saying here is that Reddick has a chance to lose his playoff spot. You can't replace the defense. You can't replace the hustle and the heart. But you can replace the bat. So I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a chance. And he desperately needed that, and he went three and four. Good job, Reddick. Uh, Springer went two for three with a walk, so he got on base three times. Chirinos had a home run. So the Astros, 15 runs on 18 hits. Innings three through six, they scored two runs, four runs, three runs, five runs, 14 runs in those four innings. Great win by the Astros. They take the opener. Wednesday, the game was tied three to three after six innings. So it was a nice tight ball game. And the Astros end up winning eight to six. So a lot of runs being scored late. Garrett Cole... Six and two-thirds of an inning. Uh, Four runs on six hits. He gave up one long ball. And check this out. Garrett Cole, I just said Verlander's the front runner for the Cy Young, but Garrett Cole is in there as well. 14 strikeouts. Now, Garrett Cole has been striking out people at a ridiculous pace. Uh, Osuna. Roberto Osuna comes in in the ninth inning, gives up a hit and a walk, two runs. Not good. Alex Bregman went three for four. Eight of the nine Astros got a hit, except Brantley. And I believe that this was the day that they had the Strohpole, who was the Astros' MVP so far this season. And... Michael Brantley won. There was there were some people voicing their opinion uh, on the post that there's no way that he's the MVP that Alex Bregman is, and Alex Bregman. It's just weird that that happened. That people believe that Brantley is the MVP, and I think it too. I I don't know if it's the multi-hit games, the batting average. It just seems like he's just the most consistent guy. 
But Bregman leads in some of these categories that I don't really pay attention that these guys think is the best categories. But it's funny on the same day that they do the poll, and it's I guess it's not funny if I'm wrong, but Alex Bregman goes three for four, and Brantley doesn't get a hit. And I, I mean, it could have been Tuesday. So either way, it was the day after they said the poll, or it was the day they made the poll. So either way, it's a good deal. It's good timing. So it was four to three going into bottom of the seventh. Uh, then Diaz got a double, knocked in Yuli, Springer, RBI, Maldonado came in. A force out and a throwing error scores another run. Uh, after the eighth inning, Astros up eight to four. And like I said, Osuna gave up those two runs. Uh, he's not giving up runs every outing. And like James had said a couple of days ago, he's, uh, maybe it was Will House, but he picked up a save in like his, is like last four out of five days. Uh, he's not been the shutdown Billy Wagner type guy, but at least the two runs he gave up didn't cost us the game. That's, I mean, that's the bright side. So then we go to Thursday. Astros going for the sweep. That game is during the day. I am on day shift, so I didn't get to watch it. But I was following it on my uh, watch. I know it was pretty close. Uh, I, I know the uh, Tampa Bay was up 1-0. Chirinos tied it. Uh, top of the third, Meadows had a home run. Then Springer had his 28th home run of the year. That tied it up. Uh, Tampa Bay went up 4-2. to two. And then something crazy happened. Uh, the Astros, because this is all the alerts I'm getting. Astros score on a bases loaded walk. I guess it was like they scored, Springer walked, and the Astros scored. And then the next inning, it was the same thing, but it was twice. So the Astros scored three runs with the bases loaded by or via the walk. So I didn't get to watch the game, but it would seem to me that if they had the bases loaded those three occasions where they drew walks, that they probably had an opportunity to score more runs. And they probably should have won this game. Uh, But as you know, closely contested. Uh, I think Tampa Bay tied it. It was 5-5. to In the top of the six, Altuve uh, had a home run, and the Astros were winning by one. And then uh, Devo came in, gave up three runs. And then I think Toro, in the ninth inning, had his first home run of the year. So good job, Toro. But it wasn't enough. It was only one run. Astros lose uh, nine to eight. So they got close, but they couldn't win. But they should have won. They should have won. Uh, Zach Greinke pitched. And uh, I, I I didn't get to watch the game, but it seems like he just wasn't impressive again. But he still didn't take the loss. Um, I, I, still, I saw the story that they released the uh, 
players who are going to the Arizona Fall League, and I saw Seth Beer's name on there, and I know so far that all the guys that we've traded, besides J.D. Davis, are not doing that great. Rojas isn't doing that great. He got called up for Arizona. And this is just my what I'm remembering from uh, posts that people put on Twitter. But it's still... It's like this. When I found out we had Green Key, I was pretty excited. I don't know a whole lot about him because he's in the National League. I knew he pitched for the Dodgers. And him and Kershaw were the one-two punch. I knew he was the number one guy there in uh, Arizona. But I really don't know a lot about him. I just knew he was good. So I was excited that we got him. But when James and the guys broke the news to me that we got rid of Seth Beer, I was kind of upset. And so I kind of remember that today when I saw the uh, the list of the Arizona Fall League and then the fact that Grinky isn't overly impressive. Yes, he's 4-0. Yes, he... I'll tell you this. Like, Will Howe sent me a, a, a screenshot of a future, uh, tw- like, 2020 and 21 free agents. So people that were going to lose. And it's a lot of them. So... I know why they did it, and I remember the story where 18% of these players that aren't in the major leagues, that haven't been in the major leagues yet, get traded, that only 18% of them actually turn out to have a good career. I understand this. But I'm just saying, Grinky, although he's 4-0, and I could be wrong, but, I mean, he's not overly impressive and I've said that before and so it just when I saw his stat line he gave up five runs and five innings five and two-thirds inning I just had that feeling I put the Seth Beer story and his line together and I was just man I was just thinking man I'd sure hope that Seth Beer doesn't come back to be like the greatest first baseman of all time. I know it was a good move. I'm not saying they're wrong, but I didn't want to lose him. That's one guy that I didn't want to lose. I, I, to be honest with you, I kind of would rather have lost Kyle Tucker. As much as I'm on his side, I mean, I, I don't know. I was just excited about Seth Beer. I know other people were too, but it is what it is. Maybe Grinky's going to turn it around. But again... Tampa Bay is a good team, so that's not that bad. So he did he did give up five runs. He had eight strikeouts, and his ERA is still under three. So my opinion of him has got to be wrong. I mean, he's his ERA is under three. His ERA is just as good. Verlander's at 269, and I didn't write Coles down, but his is somewhere under three also. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about him. I'm just, I don't know. I know he's better than I'm thinking he is. So anyway, Devo, one-third of an inning. You only got one guy out. Four hits, three runs. Uh, Mark, you, and Grady, longtime listeners, we 
we have this long-running group text. And it just always goes Astro Talk non-stop, not really non-stop, but a lot. There's, we, we're, we're always talking about Astros, and we, all three, agree that there's no way Chris DeVinci is going to be on the playoff roster. No way. Who's going to replace him? I don't know. Uh, I know, I think one of them mentioned that Josh James comes back, that he can be the guy. And I almost forgot about Josh James. I forgot he was gone. Cy Snead ate up a couple innings, gave up a run, but, you know, it is what it is. So, Devo, I mean, I don't know. I don't see him making the roster. I see James making it if he comes back. I also saw something about Lance McCullers Jr. He was already throwing. Is he going to be ready for the playoffs? Would that even be something that's possible? I don't know. So the Astros go to 87 and 48. They are 8 and 2 in their last 10. They have a run differential of 212 plus 212 51 and 17 at home and then 36 and 31 on the road. What a difference. It used to be the other way around. And they're going to take that 36 and 31 road record in Toronto, who is 54 and 81. They are 2 and 8 in their last 10. They are 26 and 40 at home. So not good. Run differential of negative 74. So this should be a series the Astros take. Uh, they were at home, so they were able to schedule a day game. Uh, I believe they call it a getaway game. So they should be nice and rested up. Toronto, not a great team, uh, but they do have a lot of young guys. They have a lot of young, fun guys and... Father's Day Massacre, if you remember that. That's what I'm going to call it. The 12-0 Father's Day Massacre. Speaking of that, I saw a post about Sionel Perez. Um, apparently, he had some kind of injury. and Maybe that is what caused him to struggle when he came up. But I read something that he had a good outing and that he's feeling healthy. So maybe we might see him again. So... Going on the overall ratings, the Yankees are 88 and 47. That's one game better than the Astros. They are 5 and 5 in their last 10. And they have a four-game winning streak, and I believe they were just playing the Dodgers, and they may have swept them. Uh, they have a plus 164 differential, which is man about 50 Almost 50 less than the Astros have. Uh, playoff pitcher, Minnesota's three and a half games ahead of the Indians. Astros nine games ahead of Oakland, who won tonight. The Indians with a plus 105 and Oakland with a plus 113. If the season ended today, they would be your wild card teams. And do you know who has the worst record in Major League Baseball. I'll give you a second to think about it. I thought it was the Miami Marlins. But it's the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers have the worst record in Major League Baseball. 
I believe the Astros have more home wins than, I think I saw this today. They have more home wins than four other teams have total wins. I believe that was the number. But they for sure have more home wins than Detroit. I think Detroit only has 39 wins. They are the new Baltimore Orioles. So I wanted to talk about the NL East. But now that I've brought up the Orioles, just... So right now, you know the Yankees are the cream of the crop in the AL East. The Red Sox, who are the defending champions, are the second best team, maybe the third, and the Rays. So those are your three top teams. They're all, all three of them are very good teams. But you look at Toronto, tons of young talent. Anyone that was good, just like the Astros, they dumped them and they got young players. Watch out for them in the future. Things turn around. Things turn around. Ten years ago, the Orioles were the cream of the crop in the East. So things will turn around. So Toronto has three young studs and probably more than I, than I know. And uh, the Orioles. The Orioles have a couple of guys that help build the Astros. They have someone that used to be with the Astros. If you read Astro Ball, they are now the uh, general manager there. And then the, I guess his name is Cy. I can't remember his name, but the one that helped Jeff Luno with all the numbers, he's also there. So they're working on another project. So you've, So my point is that there's three really good teams in the AL East but you've got two other teams that are bad that you need to look out. So things are going to change. So let's look at the National League. This is just something that I wanted to talk about. Maybe you're interested, maybe you're not. So if you remember the big news, the big news in the offseason was uh, Bryce Harper... Real Mudo and Manny Machado. Those, I know the further two were the big ones, but Real Mudo was talked about a lot. He was a big fish. Uh, but those three guys were talked about a lot. And as you know, Michael Brantley wasn't. The Astros quietly made that deal, and they made the deal really quick. I wasn't overexcited about it, but I was like, wow, look at that. We. We picked up a guy that has all-star talent. He uh, has a 300 batting average. I'm pretty excited about this guy. But it didn't make waves. It didn't make the big splash. But it was a great pickup. Very, very good pickup. So going to the East, last season, Atlanta won the division. And you have Washington who on that Pakota rankings they had were actually picked to win that division. They did lose Bryce Harper, but it didn't really hurt them. It still had them out in front. So you had Philly, who added Real Mudo and Bryce Harper, 
who got all the attention, who I pro- I thought they were going to win it. And then you had the Mets, who added a whole bunch of guys. And they already have a great pitching staff, or at least they have DeGrom and uh, Thor. So I know they have some good guys. So you take a look at the standings, and Atlanta, who everybody is who everybody writ, wrote off, I was going to say they've written off, but, but they're not writing them off now. But at the beginning of the season, I believe that most experts predicted them to finish fourth. And I didn't think they were going to win it again. But they're five and a half games ahead of Washington. Washington lost Bryce Harper, but they're in second. Philly got Bryce Harper. Philly got JT Realmuto. They are 10 and a half games behind the Atlanta Braves. The New York Mets, who I felt like made themselves a very good team, they picked up some good guys. They made a lot of moves. They're 13 back. So just because you go get these big-name guys, it doesn't mean you're going to win it all. It's only one guy. The Astros are stacked. Uh, I'm, I'm changing the subject there, but look at the Astros. They already had Bregman. They already had Springer. They already had Altuve. They had Correa, even though he didn't play very much. And they picked up Brantley. They had JV, they had Cole. The Astros are stacked. And then they got Alvarez, who came out of nowhere. Uh, They picked up Greenkey. I mean, it's a good team. But that's kind of what I expected from Philly, and that's what I expected from the Mets, but it didn't happen. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But what I was saying about the Astros is they're not just... I guess what I'm saying is they're not just Alex Bregman and Justin Verlander and, I don't know, Garrett Cole. Just three guys. The Astros are stacked full of stars. But anyway, all those pickups didn't change. Uh, He's going to be in Philly for like 13 years, so they've got time to be good. So anyway... I believe Derek Jeter, isn't he the one that's in charge of the Marlins? They are 32 games out. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, The NL Central, they're usually a highly contested division. I believe the years before, it was either the Cubs or the Cardinals for a long time. The Cubs just became good again recently. St. Louis has been steady. They've been a steady winner for a long time. And that is actually where Luno used to be. Luno came from St. Louis. So St. Louis is winning the division. They're a game and a half ahead of the Cubs. And Milwaukee, who won it last season, they went to the the, uh, National League Championship against the Dodgers. They're five and a half back. Uh, Cincinnati. If you remember that big trade Cincinnati made, they got Puig. I can't even remember who else they got, but they picked up like four dudes. They're not even at 500. So Cincinnati made waves. 
I thought Cincinnati was going to be better, and they're not. They even traded Puig already. They don't even have him anymore. So St. Louis is there. The Cubs are close. Milwaukee's close. There's only a month left. There's only 30 games left for most people. Uh, The NL West, no contest. The Dodgers are 20 games ahead of Arizona. 21 ahead of San Francisco. 25 ahead of Machado and the Padres. And 28 ahead of Colorado. And if my memory serves me correctly, Colorado made the playoffs last year. Did they? I don't know. It feels like they did. It feels like they were the wild card team, but I don't know. So let's talk about a little bit of Astro stuff before we before we uh, call it a night. Uh, Brad Peacock back on the injured list. Uh, I think this happened yesterday. I know he pitched an inning and he didn't last long. I, I think he got one guy out and there's just something wrong with him. Felt some pain. He's going to be out. He's been dealing with issues. and But Forrest Whitley. Forrest Whitley was struggling up in, uh, I was going to say Fresno, but Round Rock. Uh, dealing with injuries. He was actually, man, I, I can't even remember the league he was pitching in. But, you know, it wasn't Corpus or anything like that. But he did get moved up to Corpus. I believe we talked about the couple episodes ago. But he had eight strikeouts for the hooks. So I want to let you know Forrest Whitley is looking good. Is he going to get called up in September? I don't know. That was the plan all along. Is he back to where that's a possibility now? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out pretty soon. And uh, speaking of the hooks, this is something I wanted to let you know. Not sure where you live. Not sure how close you are to Corpus. Uh, But let me tell you this. On the app, it kind of tells you where the uh, people live that listen to the podcast. And the majority, a very big majority, are in Houston and San Antonio. And there's actually... What's funny is there's actually a good number of listeners in California. So, hello to all of you in California. But if you're close, I know I'm a little over two hours away. But on Monday, it's a holiday. You should be off. I know I'm off. I actually took tomorrow off, so I got four days. But they are giving away that National League championship ring from 2005 to everyone and Corpus is actually closer to me than Houston and my wife said I could go I just got to find someone to go with and I've got to really really decide if I want to go I've always wanted to see the stadium I think it's cool it has the ocean and a bridge behind it I've always wanted to go tickets are nine dollars to 19 I think I said that already But I think I'm going to go. See if I take one of the grandkids or not. So the uh, Toronto series starts Friday. Uh, Wade Miley starting it off. Uh, Framer Valdez starting on Saturday. And then Sunday we'll be back to Justin Verlander. Hopefully calls will go his way and he will not get upset. 
So anyway, that is the podcast for this evening. I do appreciate everyone out there for listening. Uh, Will Howe sends his love. He told, he really did text me that and tell me he told me to tell all of you he sends his love. He did say LOL, so I'm not sure if he really wanted me to tell you that. But I know he appreciates it as well. Uh, we're trying to give you a good podcast here, and hopefully we can get together and give you a good one. Uh, but, you know, things happen. He's a school teacher, got busy last week, and, you know, things happen. But anyway, like I said, I do appreciate everyone out there for listening. Uh, if you have a chance, give us a rating. I know I keep saying that, but I guess maybe someday I'll stop. But I really would appreciate it if you have a chance. Uh, the series Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so maybe Sunday night. Sunday night we'll do another podcast. Uh, but anyway, tune in. I do appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time on the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.